Bam 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 Hi everyone, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Misty Stinnett, and normally on Fridays we do a full frontal book review. That is when we read a popular self-help book, and by we, I mean my amazing co-host Lisa Linky. We read a popular self-help book and we summarize it for you. We tell you the highs and lows, the picks, the pans, the goods, the bads, and you can decide if it's worth your time to read or to throw it in the trash and light it on fire like we've discovered some help self-help books are better off just being used as heat. Uh, but this, this is not a Friday episode, my friends. This is a Tuesday. And what that means is it is the weekly beef. It is our time for supplemental material, trivia, articles, and sometimes a very special guest or two. So if you are hearing the absence of witty banter and cynicism by Lisa Linky, it's because she's not here. It is currently April 11th, and I am recording remotely from deep inside a closet that I cannot get to turn into Narnia, no matter how many times I try. (laughs) And I am joined remotely by two very, very special guests, also in their closet. Please welcome... Frank and Matt. Hi, it's Hello. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> what an enthusiastic entrance. <laughs> so, so I'm so excited to have you two on the show today. And I cannot believe that this is an experience you've had because we met completely outside of this as friends in a normal social circle. But Frank and Matt are here because you had Marie Kondo tidy your house. She did. She came, she saw, she tidied. Marie Kondo <laughs> and her tiny stature. <laughs> yeah, right. She's so little, right? How how tall is she? She's four foot nine, I believe. Um, no. And about like 80 pounds soaking wet. And she journeyed through this closet uh, in which we find ourselves today. And <laughs> she like disappeared in there for a good like 10 seconds on camera. It was pretty great. That's so funny. I did not realize she was that like small in person because her philosophy is so mighty mm-hmm. and has really taken over the world. Um, and uh, for those of you who have uh, seen the show Tidying Up on Netflix, this is what we're talking about. Frank and Matter episode five. five. Ooh, right in the <laughs> middle. Nice. From episode students five. to improvements. It rhymes. You know, it's the best one. <laughs> I, lo- I love it so much and um uh she actually came here and you got the experience that i think a ton of us would kill for which is marie actually in your house and helping you do this so can you talk to us a little bit about what that process was like because i i know that we can all watch the episode and see what made it on camera mm-hmm. but what was your what was your full experience like It was honestly like, I'm so glad we did it. And it is so nice to see the results of it. But I will say it's a lot like we're both writers. And sometimes I say, it's great to have written. It's not fun to write. Like like, it's great to have tidied, (laughs) but the tidying process took like a lot of time. It was like, I think like what, like five weeks or so overall. And we were doing at least something every day. And needed to happen years of detritus and whatnot but oof, it was it was definitely a full-time job for a minute there 
Five, I guess I didn't realize that watching the episode, it doesn't feel like it's five weeks. It really feels like a much more truncated span of time. Yeah, it was something like they shot, I think, 12 times across five weeks. And Marie came like four or five times and the rest were just them watching us going through uh, our process. Yeah, right, and you, uh, oh, you don't realize like, uh, you know, how intimidating having like three cameras on you <laughs> while you are trying to perfectly fold a t-shirt is until you're in that. <laughs> so, Especially because one I, of our camera women had worked on RuPaul's Drag Race. So we were like fanning out whenever she was filming oh us. Oh my so God, that I bet. <laughs> well, do you know that Lisa Linky, the usual co-host of this podcast, was in an episode of TV with RuPaul? Where is she? Do you want to do this a different time? We can wait for her. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll call you back later. Bye, guys. Thanks. This is so great. Uh, but, but she says that RuPaul is the nicest human being around, and it's so good to hear oh, uh, that. Yeah. that our heroes are cool people. <laughs> and Marie, honestly, is that. Like, everybody always says, oh, is she actually that nice? And I'm like, no, she is, and she really is that enthusiastic about tidying. Like, it's hard not to, like, get excited <laughs> along with her, because she just, her eyes brighten, and she really gets into it. Like, she, they, so they didn't film a lot of um, our bathroom, because it was very small, but she literally walked into it and was looking around, and she was like, I have great inspiration for this space. And I was like, I love that you could just look at what we gave her and be like, I'm gonna make it work, kids. Don't worry. I she's just yes anding you all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. improv ma master. Yeah. <laughs> and for for those of our listeners who haven't seen this episode or haven't physically been to your house, which is a beautiful place, you. you have a two bedroom, two bathroom, one bathroom, one bathroom, two bedroom, one bathroom, a great size like living room and a formal dining area, right? And so that took five weeks to go through. Yeah, I think it was because like, even though, you know, some families on the show had to do houses, we had just accumulated so many things because the house had just been in different hands from people moving in and out over the years. So we weren't only dealing with like our stuff from college on, or in my case, since I moved out to California, but like other people's like, you know, stockpiles. So we were making decisions like for what we wanted to keep, but going through at least five to six people's stuff. That's so interesting. So it's sort of like you inherited some more stuff with the house when you moved in. Yeah, I was kind of a thing. Not only grandfathered into the lease, we were grandfathered into all these possessions <laughs> and forks and mugs and mm -hmm, God mm -hmm. knows what. Yeah, for every. That sofa, just sounds like somebody like, who didn't want to move, who was like, <laughs> "I'm just going to throw this as a clause. Like my mugs are yours now. Deal with it." And we kept, like, losing out in the trade. Like, people would, like, like one roommate, she was like, oh, I'm going to leave you all my spices, but then also left, like, 10 pots we didn't need. I was like, I don't know if that was fair. <laughs> <laughs> and stole a glass we really liked. Oh, no. I know. You know what's funny? My roommate just moved out, and I can't find a nonstick saucepan that I've had forever, and I'm mm -hmm. sure she didn't take it, but I also mm -hmm. don't know how I would have misplaced a pan. <laughs> how do you lose? Yeah, that reminds me. I was watching an episode of Glee one time, and Brittany like, loses a wheelchair, and they're like, what would you do with your wheelchair? And she's like, I lost it. It's like, how do you it's lose like something you don't that lose a wheelchair. <laughs> So what was what was your favorite part of the process and what was your least favorite or most difficult part of the process? I think they're looking favorite. at each other to come to a consensus. <laughs> and can I say while this is a question, Matt and I do this for everything, people will be like, How is how was your day? And we both look at each other to check in and we're trying to do that less and just be independent <laughs> people. But. Oh, I like it though. It's very considerate. It comes off very sweet and considerate. We want to make sure we're like not betraying what the other's thinking, really. Um yeah. <laughs> I think my day sucked and don't tell them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think my favorite part was, uh, I mean, I really liked the team aspect of it, both in terms of like always working with Matt on what our vision was for the space, but also Marie was so helpful and always had suggestions. Like I was saying with the bathroom, she was like, I have inspiration for the spot. And then with a the closet um, where we ended up storing our electronics, it was the same thing. She was like, I think I know what to do here. So we never felt like we were in it alone or anything. And Ida, the translator, she's so lovely too. So it just felt like everyone kind of wanted us to succeed. And the pr- to say nothing of the production team who was like super considerate and always there. Like it was for sure, like takes a village to tidy a home. <laughs> Um, And yeah, for me, I guess it's similar of just like, well, especially like the one-on-one time with Marie and like just Mm -hmm. like little personal tips that she would give you when she like saw something that you wouldn't have thought of yourself Mm -hmm. of like how to like fold these ties into this little box or whatever it might be um, and how to like, she was, she's obviously very into using boxes as storage Mm -hmm. Uh, solutions. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is interesting because she also talks about how like you don't need more storage, right? You need uh, less yeah. stuff yes, kind yes. of a thing. So what, what was the most difficult part or the, the part that you felt the most resistance to? I mean, this was captured on camera, but I will say papers was so hard for me because I, you know, as a lot of us young career folk do define myself by my work, but like my work was originally just my creativity, writing, jotting down notes and people, you know, people online would say, oh, why didn't you just digitize bud? But I think that sort of defeats the purpose for me of like, I don't want to digitize a ton of files. I really won't reference later. So I wanted to be decisive about what do I think I actually want to come back to giggle at, smile at, and what, you know, was from a different lifetime and I can thank and let go. Yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to that because especially in the digital age where, because I'm a writer as well as you know, and and where we're typing in our computers all day, it's not necessarily tangible, right? Mm. Unless we like print something out or have like a shelf filled with notebooks to prove that we've done something and there's like work being made. Yeah, it's easy for, you're so right, it's easy for it not to feel as much of an accomplishment because you don't like have any sort of physical representation of what you've done sometimes. Right, right. There's something really nice about the tactile synthetic part of it. I think this is one way in which I'm all, I know I'm already going to be a senior citizen is that like, I don't like reading digitally, like for scripts for (laughs) sure, but like for books, I like to have physical books. And also because then, you know, it's not even intellectual posturing. It's just nice to have a book featured and someone to say like, oh, what did you think of that book? Or, oh, I read that book. They start a conversation in a way that like a file on my computer is not going to, unless I put like a PowerPoint projection all over my house of my desktop. But I don't think that's I mean, you could. It's a bold <laughs> move. It's a bold move, but you could totally, it's a conversation starter. Well, maybe like instead of, you know how they have those digital picture frames instead of having like pictures, <laughs> it just goes across different files on my computer and people can just reference them and we can get going. I want I want exactly that concept, but I want it to be filled with brags I don't want to say, you know? And it's it's just like, by the way, I came in second round in this contest, or by the way, my boss recently told me X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And I just sit there like, oh, you're too kind. And then like it flashes on the screen oh behind my God. <laughs> It's like the pop-up video to your life. It's like, did you know in second grade, Miss Dean is like all over yeah, your right. I don't know if you know this, but I played the little shepherd boy and the boy who cried wolf in second grade. Thank you very much. Um, Matt, what was what was the part of the process that you found most difficult? Yeah, in the episode, you'll see uh, if you watch, like just the fact that you have to like kind of con- connect emotionally to the process to like be 
to do the process to its full extent of tidying, you had to like the whole spark joy concept. Uh, and I was just having trouble connecting like emotionally to certain items that I just, um, not very sentimental about. Uh, oh. so, uh, honing that feeling was difficult for me. And then to like what, and then just the nature of a docu-series is producers asking a million questions mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, you know, and so it's just was it was it was a lot where I was like I was already struggling and then had to talk about how I was struggling. Mm-hmm. So um so a lot of vulnerability involved in yeah, this process when yes. you do it privately and mm-hmm. then to do it on camera, knowing everybody's gonna see it, I imagine can be really trying. And because like anything could be used, you wanna sort of always it, so it's not all only that you're enduring these feelings, but you want to be able to articulate at any given moment what you're feeling and why so that you can like yeah. make sure you come off the right way because... Yeah, you represent yourself the way you want to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, because you two have a really beautiful and personal story in this episode, and I'll save that for whoever, whoever <laughs> wants to watch the episode. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess my question is, you know, I, I work in reality TV and documentary series as well. And I I know how produced things can be <laughs> at times. Were you both happy with the end product of what was on the episode? Did you feel like it was accurate and representative of both your experience and your story? Yeah, we were both very happy with uh, how they edited us. Uh, like, I mean, like we said, there was 12 days of shooting and at least eight to, eight to 10 hours a video and three cameras rolling at all times. So Oof. like you literally could have edited any story you wanted. So right. they, they showed us in like a very positive light. And I think representative, like we really like, despite all the stress that this process, <laughs> like even this, this process <laughs> is stressful, even if you're not being watched. Uh, so, right. Uh, like I tried really, it. It's very hard. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. uh, yeah, so like we, we stayed positive throughout, uh, and I think that they showed that. Yeah. It should be said too, that like with the stress of having a camera on you comes the motivation of having a camera on you too. Like if we were left to our own devices, I don't know if we would have gotten to it in anywhere near as fast as I mean, to, to case in point, we hadn't before yeah. that point. Um, but yeah, I think it was very representative of our journey, especially because, you know, there were other like things we discussed in our past that like had been difficult and like hard to get through and they didn't include those. They really like focused on the tidying and what that meant to us. And I thought that was like exactly the right take. In reality, as you probably know, it's tempting to like go for a more salacious storyline and they avoided that, which I was... Yeah, very- this could have been like real house tidiers of Los Angeles <laughs> County. And it just like you two having a fight over like who loaded the dishwasher last and it's like extreme cues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were, <laughs> we, we like, honestly don't argue a ton anyway, but, like, that was on our minds. Like, oh, we need to make sure if we, like, get annoyed to, like, go to a different room and not do this in front of anybody. <laughs> and I, I'm so glad you brought up uh, the motivation of having cameras on you because that was my follow-up question is, <laughs> do you think you would have done this full process to completion 
on your own without the accountability of Marie and TV producers being there? 100% no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think if we would have done it, we might have like done all the steps, but it would have been a little more half-hearted, I think. Like, yeah. It would have been like, eh, close enough. Right. Instead of donating like 10 boxes of stuff, we would have donated like three boxes yeah. of yeah. stuff. That sounds right. So thirty percent right. so, so, is all you can accomplish on your own. Get on television, boys and girls. Oh, that's good. Yeah, everyone, listen. We'll, we'll write a self help book about just go on TV if you want it to be done. Well, actually, Marie's um, doing a follow up show finally, which is really cool. Where I think she's like tidying up uh, a bunch of people in the same town, so it'll be. I, I don't know for sure, but I think it's like going to be like homes in addition to offices. You see a bunch of different spaces this time. Oh, that's, I like that. The, this idea of like tidying a corporate space. Yeah. Yeah. It's like based off her second book, Spark Joy. Um, so I, I can't wait for us to like be viewed once again and for people to like go through that journey with us, because I will say like we had at the time the show blew up in a way we did not expect at all. Um, and then as happens, like people move on to the next thing, which right now is Tiger King. Um, but because, uh, <laughs> and love is blind. Love, and love is, is blind. blind Let's for not sure. forget. Yeah. But actually, because people are in quarantine, the Twitter has sort of been reactivated with people commenting on the show, which has been surprising. I'm like, oh, when people are trapped in their homes, they're like, I should clean this, shouldn't I? Oh, you mean currently, yeah, right I, now? Like, we hadn't been talked about in a long time, and suddenly, like, people were tweeting at us being like, oh, yeah, I loved your story. It was great to... And that, it had been silent for a while, so I was like, oh, when you're around your shame all the time, you want to fix it. I get that. There you go. Yeah, right, exactly. And so, so this... The actual show premiered on January 1st of 2019, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been more than a year that it debuted. And how long ago was it that you actually did the tidying? Uh, that was May, mostly May of uh, 2018. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, wow. So it's been almost year. two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so what, what was the initial reaction like on social media when your episode aired? Did you suddenly blow up? Were a lot of people commenting to you? Like, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, that was the... Well, first of all, I was very impressed people could find us very easily. <laughs> yeah, that's my question. Like, because it doesn't say your last names, right? Like, no. how could they... Okay. I mean, like, after a certain point, I did have it in my signature, but people found it even before I did that. So I was like, wow, people are sleuthy. I got to give the internet... The power uh, of the uh, internet is unparalleled. My yeah, God. So there was, I will say the response was like largely very positive and very heartwarming too. Like I had, you know, mothers writing me on Instagram saying like, my son's gay and it's so nice to see like, you know, a loving relationship portrayed on TV. I yeah. had people writing from Brazil saying like, President Bolsonaro like is not open to our lifestyle and it's nice to see, have hope and see that that's possible elsewhere. Um, and then we got some shade for sure. Like, uh, <laughs> it would not be the internet without no, shade. Yeah. Let's see. Some yeah. of our favorite comments were, um, they have 26 mugs and they're all ugly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yep. his sister would rather be having brunch than being here with him right now. Um, and then my personal favorite was these two guys acting like they're in their twenties when they're both clearly in their forties, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is hilarious because I know your ages and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, I yeah. And I we rewatched it just to make sure we were prepped for this. And I was like, 
I look fine. I do whatever. My hair are looks you, great. You're, you're a very attractive couple. Are you kidding oh, me? Let the record show that there are two hot guys in the closet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Two hot guys in the closet right now who are out of the closet and actually yeah. acting like role well, models for the rest series, of us. Thank you. Yeah. Our spinoff series is going to be back in the closet with Matt and Frank. <laughs> we, we can start that. Yeah. I mean, listen, quarantine time, baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And so, so you will actually be featured on her next show? No, no, no. I just imagine that like uh, people will go and sort of check out the original and tidy everything in their world. Yeah. So okay. So here I'm we'll asking the because, of reality shows. Oh my god! <laughs> I would pay good money to see the Shit's Creek of reality shows. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so so here I think is the million dollar question that at least I really want to know: Did it stick? It's two years later. Is your house still tidy? What What's the state of the union? Yes, asterisk. Uh, the, you know, the virus keeping us home more has led to a little more disorganization yeah. than we'd normally accept. The living room say. is now also a gym. So. Yeah. <laughs> And a dance club on Friday nights. That's very true. Yeah. You guys do a dance club on Friday nights in your yeah. living room? We put a disco ball up on YouTube, put a Spotify playlist, and we just dance the night away. Oh my God, I'm going to do that. It's That's a such lot a of great fun. idea. Yeah, a Speaking really of fun. a lot of fun, I have to say, as a side note, right before, I think, what, like two weeks before coronavirus really came to the U.S. before we were all mm. afraid to be around each other. Mm. Frank and Matt hosted the most epic talent show <laughs> in their living room. And it's Los Angeles. So I, I I wasn't thinking about the fact that it's Los Angeles. So I should have expected the <laughs> level of performance and talent that was on display that night. But I wasn't really expecting it. I was thinking it would just be like a small hometown talent show. And everybody brought it. I mean, there were like, there were, uh, you did a, a, this beautiful like debate piece where you played a ton of different characters that was really entertaining and meaningful. And it made my friend Allison just cry and cry and cry. <laughs> and then there was somebody who did an original song on roller skates, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like there was stand up comedy. There was being serenaded by someone playing the piano. Like it was such an epic evening. And your host, uh, Misty, was the backup dancer for a friend doing a drag performance, and it was pretty (laughs) outstanding. Full disclosure, Jesse, who has been a a guest host on this podcast for the book Difficult Conversations, if you want to go listen to that, Jesse is one of my very closest friends in the whole world. We low-key behind the scenes practiced for like a full month of full Lady Gaga medley, and he was in full drag, playing piano, singing, full backup dancers, me and Allison with Jesse. Maybe if I'm brave, I'll post one of the pictures. And the crowd went nuts for it. That's, I think, what was so special about this night was how engaged everyone was. Like, people were singing along, and like, they, we had a, one of my friends was a dancer, and she accidentally kicked the light and like was like, oh, got scared for a second. It and the crowd just kept cheering her on and she kept going and it was like her was dance pro- was unbelievable she's so talented yeah she's a professional who's been on shows and stuff and like it was just 
it was one of the best nights I've had out here because it was just so warm and wonderful, full of talent. And I I think now you're right, cast in sharper relief because we've been apart for so long. But because of that, I definitely want to do another one the instant we feel comfortable having bigger gatherings because um, when you have friends, you want them to show off for each other. Yeah. And it it just reminded me and, you know, in case for anyone listening, in case you need this reminder, we don't have to wait to book a play or have Mm. a script be sold or be cast in something or be hired as a singer or whatever those benchmarks for success are. You can create opportunities for yourself and those that you love to self-express right now right now with exactly what you have. And I, that talent show, not to be totally fucking cheesy and punny, (laughs) but it really sparked joy. (laughs) Right? It did. It It was such a beautiful evening. And I guess, okay, so my last question for you, for both of you, is do you have any um, tips or advice for somebody who is starting this process or struggling with this process to get to the end? Well, I have like one that's tied to tidying, but also perhaps more generally and to your point of, I think when you think of a term like spark joy, to be able to distinguish it from professional success, because a lot of the time, especially in a place like Los Angeles, where people have artistic pursuits, you do define yourself by what you're doing. And what was so fun and empowering about the talent show was like, for instance, like you said, I did an acting performance and acting really isn't my main focus right now and hasn't been for a while. But that was just something I got to do because it was fun and because I knew I could like prepare it in a reasonable amount of time. Matt is here like during hiatus he's, or quarantine. Well, both. He's uh, painting, <laughs> painting every day, not trying to be a professional necessarily. And even Jesse like isn't necessarily trying to pursue, you know, a nightclub career as an entertainer, but like <laughs> no. that performance. So definitely when you're tidying, don't just like try to keep essentials like, oh, I need this and this. But some, I mean, Essentials can include stuff that just make you happy and that entertain you and keep you centered. And that's what performing is for me and painting is for Matt. And don't forget that. Don't lose sight of that just because we have professional ambitions. So it doesn't have to be a logical reason to keep something. You don't have to make sense of it if it sparks joy and brings you happiness. I think, yeah, the the less you question it, sometimes the better. If you just, if you know, it's great to like have a memory or a reason, but if you know instinctively and can't put words to it, that's fine too. Trust it. Trust yeah. your gut. Absolutely. Great. Matt, what about you? Any advice? Um, that like, that sometimes it takes a while for the process to click and it can feel like hard work, especially at the beginning. Um, but if you really, if you push past that wall, then you're, you'll be amazed by how fast you just like touch something and you're like, you just know whether you need it, want it, it's important to you (laughs) or whether, uh, you can thank it and say goodbye. Uh, Oh, I forgot about the thanking. I love that part. (laughs) Thank you so much for your service. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, That's what I say to all the guys I date. <laughs> <laughs> and don't operate out of fear, like the fear of like, oh, maybe I'll need this one day. Mm. I can tell you two years out, there is not a single thing that I gave away that I have needed. 
Yeah, the only mm. thing I regret losing was something I got rid of by mistake. So like it never have I wanted like, oh, that like utility kitchen tool I thought I would need. And sure enough, I've not used it. <laughs> I mean, that that is such great advice because I think that's definitely uh, a hurdle I was coming up across when I was, I mean, I, I attempted this probably around the same time you guys did, you know, about two years ago. And uh, it's really hard to be like, but what if I need this? Like, I'm going to hate if I don't have this air mattress the one time I need it, you know, but it's like people don't stay at my house. So what am I doing? But it, yeah. I think that's a really common hurdle to come across. That's true. People do leave quickly at your home. So. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to stay. No one. <laughs> right. And so if people want to follow your work or find you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah. Oh, what am I? I have, I'm one of those people who like doesn't have the same handle for Twitter or Instagram. So we're bad. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram is at frank.arthur.smith and Twitter is at FAS4US. Matt, who are you? Um, my Twitter, I use exclusively to get free stuff. <laughs> uh, does it work? Yes, it does. Is it all stuff that sparks joy, or do you just throw um, it in the trash when it comes? It's food, so it does spark joy. Yeah, so we'll plug them too, yeah. at GoFuji. Um, <laughs> they do promotions for like movies and TV shows, and uh, we've gotten some great free stuff and enjoyed some great entertainment because of the awareness they've raised, so thank you. What? My- Teach me. <laughs> Uh, my Instagram is at Matt underscore underscore Hartman. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and and uh, to make it easy for everybody, that'll be in show notes. So just <laughs> click on the link in show notes if you want to follow Frank and Matt. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time. This is so special to hear from two people firsthand what this is really like and how this has changed you or not. And you... I got to be honest, I really, really want to try this process again and see just like how aggressively eliminating I can be. (laughs) (laughs) If it's any, I mean, well, Marie would say it's not aggressively eliminating. It's aggressively keeping the things that mean the most to you. Yeah, technically, Um, it's not about getting rid of stuff. It's about, you know, only keeping the things that that make you happy. Yeah. No, she's big I on the positive like that, which I appreciate. And, you know, for what it's worth, too, we're actually probably going to embark on the journey and do like a sort of spring cleaning in a few weeks as well. So we'll all be going through it together again. <laughs> and I love note, that. Uh, our episode kind of caused this like controversy that Marie Kondo <laughs> oh, right, wants right, to right, burn books that. and like hates books. Um, so she doesn't. And you can uh. keep all the books you want if they all spark joy. But be honest with yourself, people. Be yeah. honest. Yes. She said something offhand like, oh, you should only have around 15 books. And people took that to mean do not, absolutely do not have more than that. And that wasn't the point. She was just saying like, if the book could mean something to somebody else, why not like donate it to a bookstore like we did or something so that right. someone else can like enjoy that read like you did. Um, right. Yeah. Do so you need I'm glad for that clarification. The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> no. oh, look, I don't know about you, but I need five, okay? <laughs> and you cannot tell me anything different. Well, maybe you need one in every language. Oh, wait. Yeah, also, by the way, if you want, do want to watch our episode, if you want to entertain yourself, you can watch clips of it in a different language because for whatever reason, to differentiate Matt and me and the dub, I consistently got 
the mask at it and Matt consistently got the fem uh, edit. So it'd be like, Hola, me llamo Frank. Hey, me llamo Matt. <laughs> 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 that is so bizarre because yeah. it's dubbed. Exactly. So like these countries are in theory not corresponding with each other when they're doing the ADR, but it was a weird trend to pick up on. It's so funny to me that it's dubbed and not subtitled. Yeah, 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 no, they, I guess Netflix they, is big on dubbing for foreign markets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They like to personalize wow. it. I don't think in this case, though, they didn't try to like match the mouth movements, whereas no, with like Elite, uh, which is this wonderful Spanish soap we watch, <laughs> they like tried to fit the English words to their mouths, which uh, we didn't watch it like that because it didn't work. Like, or right. I mean, it's just not the same. I like to hear them speak in their own language, you know? Right. A hundred percent. Well, guys, we like to end uh, every episode by saying life is abundant. Would you join Mm. me in that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, tweet at Matt and Frank. I don't want to hear them, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being on. Love you guys. Love you more. Thank you. This is great. And life Life is is abundant. We did a great on that. Bye. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. (laughs) Do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.